Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, and Rockstar. Live from the Birmingham Racecourse Casino Studios, the next round, presented by Bud Light, is on now. All right, here we go on the show today. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, Tyler in for Rockstar, and Forrester and Lunsford rolling as well today. Taylor Corn and everybody, and we're uh, we're off and rolling. Hope you're ready to go on this Super Bowl Eve Eve, I guess. Big wins last night for UAB and Sanford. We'll get to this. Now, you know, you're getting a little older when you look at the kick time for the Super Bowl. I asked Brown earlier. I said, "Does the Super Bowl always kick off at five thirty-seven?" And I in the said, afternoon? "Yeah, I okay. always, as long as I can remember." Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you think about how that hits. So three thirty is not a terrible time. The Pacific Zone. Uh, six thirty with all of the interruptions and halftime might get a little late in the Eastern, but you know, I mean, this kind well, of a, a balance. Probably a nine fifteen finish normally, so yeah. ten fifteen East Coast. I think it's about nine fifteen. Nine fifteen then nine thirty, so yeah. ten fifteen ten thirty East Coast. Yeah, that's, that's not, not terrible. And they're yeah. used to staying up later than us anyway. That's right. That's, <laughs> yeah, a, that's a break for them. Uh, we'll talk a lot about the Super Bowl, including Ryan Kelly, uh, former Alabama center, uh, All Pro with the Indianapolis Colts. He'll be with us in the next segment. Todd Furman joins us from Las Vegas, the site of the Super Bowl, coming up to start hour number two at 10 Central today uh, as we get going. But we got to start with basketball because here in town, and if you're watching us uh, around the country, you are, you know, you hear us talk about the SEC all the time. But here in town, we've got two really hot basketball teams. One's been hot, they won 22 of 23, uh, Sanford. Uh, and the SoCon, a one-bid league, but they lead that league. We'll get to their game in a moment. But Andy Kennedy's UAB team has now won back-to-back home games over top 20 teams. They beat Florida Atlantic last night, and they were just they were just more physical than Florida Atlantic, a Final Four team that's got everybody back last night. UAB uh, went to overtime, so they didn't dominate the game. But they, to me, when I was watching Brownie second half and into overtime, they were dominating in the paint. They were out hustling them. Uh, the key rebounds down the stretch. Just a gutsy effort for a UAB team that's starting to play its best basketball. It well, seems. a big win for them. You know, they let that one slip away at SMU the other day. AK talked with us about it. Huge win for them. They've got to win a game like that, though, to stay in this race. I mean, there's still two games back. If they had lost that game, any chance of winning the conference will be over, but they're still trying to, you know, finish as high as they can to get a favorable seating in their conference tournament because for UAB, it's going to be all about that conference tournament now. So these games become critical. These aren't throwaway games just because you got to win your tournament. They're trying to get a good draw in their tournament. Yeah, look, when they were CUSA, you know, it was a one bid league, but Andy knows that UAB is going to have to win this tournament. I mean, look, it's, it's back to a special weekend for UAB. I mean, that's the only way that gets them postseason eligible. Yeah, Butter Johnson hit a three, a dagger in overtime that gave the eventual separation. Um, there was a chance uh, in regulation on a little alley-oop to their big guy, uh, Golden, uh, who missed sort of a tap-in that would have won it at the buzzer for Florida Atlantic. That would have been a heartbreaker. Here's AK afterwards on just uh, what another great atmosphere, big win it was for the Blazers. Wow. You know, our, our last two wins – the word that I would use uh, the most accurately would just be gutsy. I thought it was gutsy again tonight. I thought uh, I thought we really, really competed on the defensive end against one of the best offensive teams in college basketball. Uh, in the second half, I thought we did a terrific job of trying to play through yaks. Um, and, and I thought Chris Coleman, you know, with J.D., you know, really being non-existent in the game because of fouls. Will Shaver, I thought, gave us some productive minutes. And then and we went to Chris, and he did what we think he's capable of every game, and that is use your quickness and your athleticism and cut off the ball and finish some plays at the basket. So I thought him and Yaks were terrific together. Huge win for us. Uh, proud of our guys. 
Yeah. 0-8 all-time at Bartow for a Florida Atlantic team. It's been really good recently. And we go back to – we talk about him every game because he's a walking double-double. That's crazy. But Yaxel Lindenberg last night had 17-21. and 21, And down the stretch when they had to get a rebound to get another shot to um, maybe win the game at the end or to tie the game when Florida Atlantic had taken the league, he just kept wheeling a rebound out of there. 21, by the way, rebounds is third most in UAB basketball history in a single game. It is third most in the American Conference history of a single game and rebounds. The guy went to work last well, night. Well, look, and his body control and the way he's able to get leverage down low uh, to get the right position for these rebounds, I mean, it reminds you a little bit of Dennis Rodman. Now, when you look at him, Yax is more of a specimen. Rodman was always cut up, but, you know, he started his career, he was really lean, a little bit shorter than Yax at 6'9". But to pull down 21 boards, and by the way, to play, you know, that's one of those hustle board stats. And to be able to log 45 minutes and still have the energy to pull down 21 boards, it's pretty crazy. And when they lost Trey Jemison last year, Brownie, I I mean, I, I, I don't know enough to know that Yaks was going to do this. I thought that was going to be a place that they may be a little weak, weaker at this year. But they're actually a little better. And by the way, Trey Jemison right now is playing on the NBA level. He has moved up from G League and he's staying on the NBA level. So he has walked in and filled Trey Jemison's shoe and d- shoes and, and does it every game. Yeah, his last four, 23 and 16, 16 and 10, 9 and 13, 17 and 21. That's yeah. his last four games. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, that's, that's absurd numbers. And, and the golden kid for FAU is a legit inside big man. I mean, he's a tough cover um, and Yax was just faster than he was. He was, he was Vatislav. Yeah. From the <laughs> Russian. Yeah, I mean, look, he's... Is he really, or is I, he like from, no, from Boca Raton? I he's from you. Nalchik, Russia. I yeah. break you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's... He looks Eastern European. He does. Western he does. European. Western European. I just didn't know if his, uh, his family had, had fled the communist country and come and started uh, a tennis camp down in Boca. I'm something. a little surprised Florida Atlantic is not a little bit better. I mean, great win out of UAB. Don't want to take anything away from them. But this Florida Atlantic team, I guess, kind of snuck up on people last March. But, you know, when you watched them play Illinois earlier this year, that game went to the wire. They beat Arizona. They beat Texas A&M handily earlier. You know, you thought this was going to be a Florida Atlantic team that could maybe be a three or four seed this year. Top 15-like team. Uh, So another good win for UAB. Here is Andy Kennedy on what Yaks brings to the table down the stretch. And like what Brownie's talking about, he's a tough cover when this team gets to the American. uh, When they get to the tournament playing for that automatic bid, Yaks could be the difference maker. It's amazing, and it's it's, it's kid. I mean, he's getting he got twenty one rebounds against the top twenty team in the country. It's amazing, really. He's got a great nose for the ball. He's got good hands. He's incredible length, and he just seems to be a little bit quicker to the ball. Uh, certainly not off quick twitch, and he's not a real quick twitch guy. It's just understanding angles and timing, and and um, he was fantastic. He was the best rebounder in junior college basketball. He's one of the best rebounders in college basketball, and he's still not as strong as he needs to be. He still doesn't understand everything that he will in time, but rebound translates. It really translates. He's a, he's a special rebounder. Yeah, it really does. And oh, he can I, make a living on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a place for you. Go back and see Dennis Rodman, who really didn't have a great offensive game, right? No, I mean, he... I think Rodman would have had a better offensive game, but like he became so focused and so specialized on just getting rebounds that he cared more about playing defense and getting rebounds. Didn't really care about scoring, but he he could have been a pretty good scorer. And, and was an enforcer, too. Yeah. I mean, he had that role on a team that didn't want Michael Jordan having to be the enforcer. Yeah. Oh, right. by the way, Yax looks like he could he could hold that, that end of the oh, bar, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I'd take him <laughs> in a fight. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, by the way, look at the look at the points being – Yax had 17. Butter Johnson had 14. Eric Gaines had 16. Christian Coleman, 14. Vasquez had 13. That's just a good win for UAB last night. Uh, if they played that well uh, against anybody in the AAC when they get to the tournament, they could do that three nights in a row. Uh, UAB could be dancing. Sanford – held on to first place it timed out really well if you were at home with nothing to do on a thursday night just to sit back and watch sanford on uh es i think but were they back-to-back espn2 i can't remember if i changed the change the change the channel got my clicker and changed the channel or not but i watched them back to back sanford on the road at north carolina greensboro it was a battle for first place it's exactly what we had 
Alabama Auburn earlier before, except Samford, the first place road team, went in and won at Greensboro, and they won it going away. Campbell had 17 points, 21 and three, now 10 and one in the SoCon. Uh, cut five, if you will, Tyler. Bucky McMillan afterwards. Uh, he knows if you if you don't follow the SoCon, North Carolina Greensboro is one of those programs that is always near the top. One of those teams you got to beat. And now they got separation, a two-game lead in the SoCon after Sanford got the win last night. Here's Bucky. It's just a total team win, just a signature win for our program. They're such a tough team, and we know we had to at least match their toughness and physicality for 40 minutes. Uh, it's one of the best defenses there is, and they're, they're always scrappy. When we, when we play them, it's a war. And um, we had a great second half there, you know, and I think that contributed to everybody coming in and playing the part. We won the second half 43-27 after being down by seven the uh, first half. So really proud of our guys. I mean, that, was a, that was a great one to get on the road versus a great team. Dude, that is a straight-up high school. I know. I like the local elementary school decorated behind them, didn't they? Yeah, but if I'm Bucky, and I know one day if this continues, I'm going to be at a bigger program. These are the clips you save. Yeah. And you show your kids that you're living in a mansion one day, and you're like, this is hard work. This yeah. is where it started. Yeah. yeah. But I would tell you, I think I think they play off campus. I think that's like the Greensboro version of Von Braun when we were up in Huntsville. Really? I, yeah. I'm, I'm with Brown, though. I mean, you look at... Oh, I know what it looks like. It looks like somebody's notebook in high school. Yeah, that Where, looks like Mrs. Davis's that, uh, third grade class did that little box behind Yeah, not, not a bad standing tiger. It looks like a terrible either spoon or guitar mm. underneath the tiger. That uh, game was played at the Greensboro Coliseum. You're right, Jim. Yeah. Uh, you know, as I was watching... Watching it last night, I was like, you know, it's a great venue. And um, as I, I'm thinking back now, I was watching so many games in the quad box on my YouTube TV. But I did think they had an open space at the end of the floor where people were like walking uh, back and forth to concessions. It was a weird look. But am, am I not right? I'm right. That's where they used to play the ACC tournament back in the day, right? I think so. That was the no, they have, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. the permanent home of the ACC tournament, Greensboro Coliseum. Yeah, well, it's, so. it's falling. But you know, the Sanford team, they still look. And I know Greensboro going into this, I think they only had one home loss. But Sanford was a slight dog. We had them last night at Lancelot.com plus one and a half, and. Uh, didn't look good in the first half. As Bucky said, they were down seven at the break, but play a really, really good second half, uh, outscoring uh, the Spartans by 16 and en route to another win. And now they're sitting strongly on top at 10 and 1 in the Southern Conference. I had them at my bookie, mybookie.ag last wow. night. Wow. Had the landmine on them? Four, four of uh, five on my uh, parlay, my five team parlay. Yeah, what, does four, what does four or five get you? It gets you nothing. It gets you a deposit. If you play, uh, if you go four and one straight up. It gets yeah. you a lot. Yeah, probably should start doing that more. Four, four or five last night. I hit with UAB. I hit with Sanford. Um, who else I hit with last night? Memphis over Temple. Um, one other game I can't remember. And the one I lost, taking Brown's favorite basketball coach. I had Iowa money line to finish the parlay. Oh, you bet on Fran McCaffrey. I had I Iowa last night too. Guy. I'd rather not, I'd rather lose than bet on Fran McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd bet on Russia against Fran yeah, McCaffrey. Right. That guy's miserable. Uh, uh, they got two coaches that just seem miserable at what they do at Iowa. Yeah. I mean, Kirk France looks like he never enjoys anything. Yeah, but he Fran seems McCaffrey. like a nice guy. Fran Fritz? looks like one of those guys that I don't know. <laughs> he looks like one of those guys. Yeah. So, just, no, he does. Fred McCaffrey looks like a miserable know. human. What hey, do you mean by I mean, that? like, if, if your dog if your dog took a shit in his yard, oh, oh, Fred McCaffrey. he'd come out all red. He'd be red-faced like that. I mean, he's the guy that calls homeowners immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like, some some guys have to build up to red-face. He comes out red-faced. Oh, he does, yeah. I, I do this in the NCAA tournament all the time when I'm picking, which should tell you not to do this. If you put UNC in front of any team, I feel like they're better. It's just because North Carolina basketball is so good up there, right? Right. Like UNC Greensboro. I'm like, oh, that's a good team. That's UNC yeah. Asheville. That's UNC, UNC. Greensboro. UNC Asheville. It's UNC Greensboro. UNC Wilmington. UNC, UNC Wilmington. I mean, like you put that UNC in front of it. I'm like, oh, I bet they can play, man. Yeah. It's a good mid-major. They got UNC in front of their name. Jack State uh, got a win last night as well. A little basketball. We'll hear about Alabama and Auburn going into their big weekends, coming off their battle uh, back on Wednesday night. We'll get to that later in the show. It is Super Bowl week. Uh, conversation about that and then with Ryan Kelly coming up after LT tells us about our friends at Michelson 
Laser Vision. Yeah, hey, pre-inflation pricing right now from our friends at Michelson Laser Vision. If you've been procrastinating, thinking about getting it done, let 2024 be the year of sight. Again, it's been almost 21 years since I went in and got the procedure done. I had the 2200 Vision. I was legally blind without the aid of contacts. Now 2015 Vision, better than 2020. Make the phone call that I made, 205-969-8100. You can always go online, michelsonlaservision.com. When you call 205-969-8100, Ask for Amy. She's going to schedule a hassle-free consultation. You've got zero to lose to find out if LASIK is right for you. 205-969-8100 or michelsonlaservision.com. Kaylor Beaver pitched a no-hitter for Alabama softball. Number 12, they beat Villanova in the opener. 3-0. Auburn, number 19 in the country, opens their season today against number 23, Virginia Tech. Super Bowl weekend coming up, but that means last night was awards night in the National Football League. Lamar Jackson was the MVP. No and surprise. Understandable. Yep. His yeah. second one. The biggest surprise, and we'll get to some of these. We'll get to Will Anderson and all that. The biggest surprise was Joe Flacco was your comeback player of the Should've year. Been. Yeah. That and was not the biggest surprise to me. That wasn't the biggest surprise nope. to you? No. Nope. Because it's being played up. Uh, one of my newsletters had the headline, Leading Browns to Playoffs trumps basically a resurrection. Well, yeah, it does to it, me. I mean, <laughs> it does. I mean, Demar, Demar Hamlin didn't play. He did nothing. I think he yeah. had like six tackles the entire and, year. And a bad fake punch. And I am shocked. As much as I love the NFL, they are so politically correct. I am shocked they didn't let Demar Hamlin win this. I mean, shocked. I am all about Demar Hamlin not dying on the field. Like, I am that's, too. That's You're a in win. favor of life. I am favor of life. But I old man Joe life. Flacco. I mean, what he did or Baker Mayfield. It should have been. It really should have been Flacco Mayfield. Stafford, and then Dead Man Rising. Yeah, I, I'm glad Demar Hamlin's alive. I think that's award enough that you get to live. Yeah, um, he did not play, so it's kind of hard to make him a comeback player of the year. Yeah, there was zero impact from from Demar Hamlin. Come back, except a bad funk, uh, uh, fake punt. Come back. Human of the year. Yes. Yeah. I mean, let's go, Demar Hamlin. God died on a field and came back. I'm all about that, but. I mean, Flacco literally played and drug a team to the playoffs as a backup quarterback. I think you're going to go coach of the years, the biggest surprise. That was my surprise. I I don't know how you don't go. And listen, I know you're going to the NFL playoffs with a backup quarterback. I get that. With the comeback player of the year and Kevin Stefanski. With the comeback player of the year and Kevin Stefanski. And I know this is voted on before the playoffs. Which I think it should be. And the only reason I say this is Lamar wouldn't have won the MVP. Pat Mahomes would win it Probably again. So, yeah. Yeah. And I just think the the sample size, I know you got to be able to get it done in the postseason. Lamar has yet to do that. But the sample size is 17 games. That trumps what happens in one or two yeah. games. But to go to the playoffs as a first-year head coach with a rookie quarterback is remarkable enough. And then they actually advanced in the playoffs. Yeah. And now, from again, a, it was voted on before that, and I get it that. It was. It was. But, to, but more to your point is the organization that he took over uh, had two picks in what the top five, top yeah. three, top four. One of them that know they traded for, but they were drafting low. The Browns were much further along no in their progression. They were expected to have a better season than the Houston now, Texans yeah. and the job D'Amico. If Ryan's you had did. told me in the preseason Browns are in the playoffs, I would have said, yeah, that makes sense. Had you told me Nick Chubb gets hurt on the season opener and Joe Flacco finishes the season for him, I would have said, well, there's your coach of the year. Now, yeah. like I'll admit that. But if you'd have told me at any point in the preseason the Texans go to the playoffs in advance, I would have laughed at you. Laughed yeah. at you. Yes. With a rookie quarterback and a first year head coach, that does not happen. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's crazy to think well, about. Well, look, I mean, they had to throw him a bone, and the bone they threw him was Will Anderson winning well, rookie of the year. Well, I mean, they, they had the rookie quarterback, uh, offensive and defensive yeah. player, were CJ Stroud and Will yeah, Anderson. Yeah, and you got to throw Pretty good draft when you win a rookie of the year on both offensive That defense. is correct. You drafted yeah. correctly. That was a pretty yes. good draft for you. Yeah, but, yeah. but uh, realistically, somebody said Byron Young from the Rams should have won the third round pick out of Tennessee, and he was great. Fantastic. Who but, said that? Somebody over in the chat. Kobe okay. Turner should have won it from the Rams. Defensive yeah. tackle was unbelievable. Looks like not the next Aaron Donald, but the next maybe dominant young defensive tackle. He should have been better than Will Anderson. Oh, yeah. He was better than Will Anderson this year. He well, was. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys watch the NFL more than me. Um, that guy was good. Now, he, he does benefit from playing on the same front as Aaron Donald. That does, oh, he that does. does. That does not hurt him at all, but he, he he should, that shouldn't be held against him. Yeah. He doesn't get many doubles. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Well, yeah, and I don't I even mean, know where Kobe Turner came in on this vote. I don't even know if he was second, I, third, I have fourth. I not seen it. Uh, I, would tell you, uh, like, I would think Puka would have been second to C.J. Stroud. 
uh, D'Amico was uh, only missed coach of the year by one one first place vote. Yeah. That's all that separated them. It was very very close. I don't have the voting on the rest. Yeah, and of look, and I had Stefanski or D'Amico both did a fantastic job. If it would have been Deshaun Watson, I agree. D'Amico with a rookie quarterback, but when you've got an old man like Joe Flacco winning games. I mean, that, that says a lot about your offense and Kevin Stefanski. Christian McCaffrey was your offensive player of the year. Uh, just in case you don't pay attention to the team, it's in the Super Bowl. Uh, 2,023 scrimmage yards for him, 21 touchdowns. Those were regular season numbers. He's been good in comeback wins in the playoffs. And then Miles Garrett was your defensive player of the year. Um, I, I don't know what you can say about Christian McCaffrey. We're going to see what happens. I mean, he is obviously going to be a massive key on Sunday. Yeah. But this is his first Super Bowl, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, a great career, his first Super Bowl. But congratulations to Will Anderson, former Alabama guy, Rookie of the Year. But if you want any of the Rookie of the Year awards, I don't know if Forrester has this uh, graphic or not, but Ohio State is the place to go. Look at this. 2016 Rookie of the Year, Joey Bosa. 2017, Marshawn Lattimore. 2019, Nick Bosa. 2020, Chase Young. 2022, Garrett Wilson. 2023, C.J. Stroud. Man, Ohio is, State can kick them you out. You know what they've it, all got in common? It's no wonder they got all those national championship trophies. Yeah, I was about Do to they? say. Yeah. They don't have any rings. <laughs> No national They, they better win one in the NFL. I mean, look, I mean, one equates to uh, a lot of cash, winning rookie of the year. Yeah. But if you ask these guys seriously, because these guys are all, I mean, all those guys are really good players, and they're all going to make millions and millions of dollars. I mean, the more important thing would be winning a national championship over rookie of the year. Yeah. So, I would agree, but I, I promote the heck out of this. This is nothing but recruiting oh, yeah. right here. So Nick and Chase have a chance this weekend, right, to win a, they do, yes. a Super Bowl ring. But that whole slate, none of them have even won on the NFL level yet, right? Well, no, they haven't been there very long. Yeah. Well, Joey's been there since 2016. Well, I meant as a yeah. total, they haven't been there very long. Yeah. CJ Stroud's in his first year. Yeah, but Nick, Nick and Chase can can do a little double dip right here. Yeah, yeah. they can they can change the the ring total there in uh, Columbus for those guys. All right, we'll talk to Ryan Kelly when we come back. He's got uh, the the scoop on the Super Bowl. We'll talk to him about what's happening in the big game coming up on Sunday. On the show that's being brought to you by our friends at Redmond Vodka, make yourself a, a Swifty Bowl cocktail this weekend. Yeah, hopefully you're not in my boat practicing the old dry February nine days in. Who's counting, though? Uh, pick up a bottle this weekend, or if you're out trying to unwind, uh, you're cutting out of work a little early on a Friday, wherever you are, bar, restaurant, ask for it by name if they don't have it. Tell them to get it. It's available in 22 states. It's gluten-free. Uh, it's eight times distilled. Fantastic local product. Ask for it by name. It is Redmont Vodka. Follow Scott Forrester on Twitter at Scott Forrester TV. For more than 40 years, Red Wing Shoes has been helping the hardworking people of Alabama. This is why Red Wing Shoes has created the three-step comfort solution. Step one, a certified fit specialist will use a 3D scan to electronically measure your feet and arches. Step two, the fit specialist helps you get the appropriate footwear for your occupation. Step three, customize your boot or shoe with a Red Wing orthotic. Whether you have a high arch or flat feet, Red Wing has comfort solutions for you. So experience comfort at its best. Visit one of the Red Wing Shoe stores located in Pelham or Trussville. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. On game day, you never have to decide which teams to watch. Only what combination of bites, burgers, wings, and more to order. Plus, where else are your favorite draft beers always poured at a frozen 29 degrees? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stick around after the sun sets. Twin Peaks is open really late. Wind down with bourbon and late night bites. Only at Twin Peaks. Stop by the New York Butcher Shop and pick up the finest in certified Angus prime beef steaks and burgers, premium pork chops, ribs, and all-natural chicken cut to order just for you. Their chef-prepared entrees and side dishes are the perfect dinner-to-go choice for your family and are ready to heat at home. With a great selection of fine wines and desserts, the New York Butcher Shop is your one-stop dinner shop. Two locations to serve you, Cahaba Heights and on Highway 119 in Greystone, the New York Butcher Shop. Rare quality, well-done service. You want to look great while supporting your favorite show? You know the place to go is the official Next Round store at nextround.store. Yes, there are .store domains and we have one. From shirts to hoodies to hats and all kinds of fun stuff, you can rep the Next Round anywhere you go. At the beach, Next Round hats to block out that sun. Up north in the winter, get you a comfy Next Round hoodie. Just need something to put your $20 beer in at a game? Get you a Next Round koozie and throw that thing in your pocket. You never know what stuff Jim's going to make me put in there next. Check it out. It's the Next Round store at nextround.store store. 
Let's face it, a home is one of the most powerful assets you can have. And our friends at Mortgage Right want to help you build wealth through home ownership. Mortgage Right is all about providing competitive rates, a variety of loan products, and a multitude of resources for a seamless home buying experience. They treat their borrowers like family and are always looking to bring more happy homeowners under their roof. See more by visiting mortgageright.com slash TNR today and start living. That's mortgageright.com slash TNR. NMLS two two three nine equal housing lender. The Double Down Media Podcast family is live and full of content for all ages. The Mystery Fifth Hour gives the next round host a chance to talk about everything but sports. Pour a glass of Bama and Bourbon, our weekly college football conversation, while sipping on some of the most interesting pours in the bourbon world. And in our Not For All Ages podcast, The Last Call, LT takes off the gloves for in-depth conversations with stars like Taylor Hicks, presented by Redmont Vodka. Find these podcasts and more by searching The Next Round on Apple, Spotify, and on our website, nextroundlive.com. Hey, back with you on the next round. Uh, Ryan Kelly here in just a second. Show being brought to you by our friends at the University of Montevallo, Montevallo.edu, Montevallo.edu. Check them out online. Schedule an in-person tour for your son or daughter as they look for a new institution or their first school as they leave high school. Make it Montevallo. A lot of great on-campus stuff, fraternity, sororities, wonderful academics, broadcasting school, business school, multi-million dollar theater and music department, and uh, 23 NCAA fully funded scholarship sports, a wonderful place to continue your athletic career. Montevallo.edu, Montevallo.edu. All right, let's talk with the former Alabama great, now Colts center Ryan Kelly, fresh back from the Pro Bowl. He is with us now on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. What is up, Ryan? How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. How are we doing this morning? Doing awesome. Thanks a lot. I, I remember back in the day, it used to be a money losing proposition to go to the Rose Bowl, or the excuse me, the uh, Pro Bowl, because it was in Hawaii. Is it the same when it is here in the continental United States? Does it get that expensive still with all the people that want to go? Uh, it, it, it can get a little pricey, but I have to admit, I mean, I think it's it's, it's a much cheaper ticket than uh, the Hawaii used to be, and, and Orlando is really kind of an easy place to get to for most you know most people in the world, but. Um, you know they do a really good job down there. I mean, we, we brought our two, uh, our two kids, our twin boys, and had the family down there. I mean, a couple years ago, I took my 85 year old grandma on a bunch of rides, <laughs> um, and so it, it, it is a fun experience. I mean, the, the game is obviously no longer a game anymore, uh, and probably for good reason. But uh, they really do do a good experience, and it's, it's not too bad. I mean, at the end of the day, you're still making a check. Uh, pretty sizable one too, so it's not too bad. I know it's a uh, it's kind of taboo for NFL players that aren't in the Super Bowl to actually attend a Super Bowl as spectators. Um, I would assume you guys still get two tickets, and is it one of those that you just uh, I don't know if you can sell them? Do you give them to friends? What do you do with your tickets? I can't comment on that, but I do not attend the Super Bowl. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. We're not, we're not going to push it at all. Hey, those tickets, and we were ta- talking about this, Ryan. I think the average ticket to get in was eleven thousand, and like the worst seat in the house is like eight thousand. Like you've got to be a multimillionaire to be able to buy Super Bowl tickets now. It's insane. I mean, uh, uh, I think I can't remember where I heard this at, but it was basically. You know, it, the Super Bowl is not really for NFL fans because most NFL fans can't afford it. I mean, it's, you know, corporate suites, corporate tickets, and um, it just seems like, I mean, at the end of the day, the, you know, the NFL is the, the biggest biggest sport. Uh, most watch, you know, you look at Thanksgiving this year, right? I mean, it just blew out NBA. Um, and so I think it is becoming, it, it's one of those things that's also, I think it's more to be seen too, but it, it, it kind of sucks, right? I mean, if, if, imagine you're playing for the 49ers, you want to have your family come, you know, I think the NFL gives you two tickets and you go go buy the rest of them. I mean, I, I, I talked to one guy a couple years ago who played in the Super Bowl, and I think he ended up breaking even by the time he paid for his family's hotels, all the tickets, and then whatever they, they you know, he ended up losing the Super Bowl. So I think the, you know, whatever it was, a couple of, you know, bunch of, tens of thousands of dollars, right? He ended up breaking even, um, which seems insane, right? I mean, you'd think that you're a player in the NFL, you should be able, you should be able to get some decent ticket prices, right? But. Um, it's crazy out there. You know, I'm interested as you prepare for a big game like this and you got someone like Nick Bosa on the other side that uh, led the league with 21 knockdowns, 10 and a half sacks. When you guys are game planning uh, for someone who can pressure the quarterback like that, do you focus a lot on, on one player that can change the game and, and sort of design things? Or is it week to week? It's pretty much the same 
same type of scheme. Uh, I guess what I'm asking, can one guy sort of change what you do week to week in a game? Yeah, I mean, I think you look at Aaron Donald. I mean, it's a perfect example of that. Um, you know, I think the, the the hardest part with the 49ers is you look across their, their defensive line. Is who, who are you going to send your double team to, right? You send your double team left, now the right side's exposed. You go right, now the left side's exposed. Uh, I mean, you know, Hargraves, all these guys that they've got, Eric Armstead, I mean, they, they can all wreak havoc, and they play their defense. They play within their defense. They play the defense for so long now. A lot of those guys have been there, you know, consistently together, and they play extremely well together. I think it's just going to be tough. Um, you can't really pinpoint a single matchup where you're like, you know, we need to help, we need to help the left tackle, right? Or we need to help the right tackle. And like, you know, we all need help. <laughs> so uh, I think they're, you know, their ability to, uh, I mean, certainly, you know, Mahomes getting out of the pocket, um, the running game obviously will help that. But, um, you know, this is ultimately, you know, this is the head to head matchup you want to see, right? Two great teams. And uh, I think there's one difference between college and the NFL is, you know, college, you might place a, you might face an elite player once every couple games, you know, and there might be just one of them per D line. This one, you've got, Every single person is elite D lineman. So uh, good luck to them. And, uh, you know, it's amazing they're still playing. Ryan Kelly with us, uh, the former Alabama great now with the Colts. He's on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. I don't know about you because I don't know how closely, you know, as you're preparing for a game, you're able to follow this. But when Chase Young went to San Francisco, I was like, you got to be kidding me. They're adding that guy too? I mean, that's, that's an incredible defense that they're going to add Chase Young to. Yeah, I mean, you got to start thinking like, you know, you look at – I'm not a GM. I don't understand, you know, necessarily everything about a salary cap, but you start looking across the board, and, I mean, there's a lot of money tied up in that team, and so it's amazing that they can afford um, and be able to do all these different trades. And, um, you know, it's truly – it's kind of it's, it's, it's always fascinating in the NFL. It's truly kind of a chess match of, like, how can you stack together a team? Um, certainly having Brock on a, uh, a rookie contract at quarterback helps up and, and frees a lot of room up in, else, in other places. But, um, you know, how do you – a, stay healthy throughout the year, and B, add components and pieces um, in the offseason to really, you know, make a playoff push. And, um, you know, to, to do it consistently also is pretty impressive. I mean, you, any team can go all in for one year, you know, spend as much money as you want. Um, hopefully that team makes it to the AFC Championship or, or go to the Super Bowl, great. But uh, usually those teams don't last year after year. And to see the 49ers' success, um, adding pieces like Christian McCaffrey, Chase Young, all these guys, right? It's, it's, it's really impressive to see. Well, I tell you what's impressive, Ryan, and and you look at Kansas City in the last five years, three years in the Super Bowl, but you playing at Alabama, it's almost like the the opposite transformation of Alabama went from great defenses winning championships under Saban to these unbelievable offenses, and Kansas City in the last five years has gone from the electrifying offense to a dominant defense that's really carried them to this point. You know, I think it's yeah. I think I think the NFL is such a long season, right? And it's hard to, you know, you're never the same week to week, and it's not always a steady growth. Um, you know, you're going to play really good defenses, and you're going to have bad games. Uh, I think it's, you know, Kansas City's always played that defense, right? And they've they've consistently been you know a top ten team in defense, and you know certainly they have their ups and downs too. Um, I think that's why the NFL is so special because you only got 53 guys, right? You only got what 48 that dress out, um, you know. So how do you maximize those guys when you're dealing with injuries, you're dealing with contracts? Um, so, you know, I, I think the, the more impressive thing is that they've been able to get back-to-back um, and, and reach the Super Bowl that many times in that, in that short span because, you know, uh, everybody's expected out of Alabama now. But I can assure you that in the NFL it is ten times harder to make it, um, you know, let alone win your division every year. You know, go to the AFC Championship, go to the Super Bowl. I mean, those are like – those are those are pretty – deep tasks to climb every single year and to do it year in and year out is really impressive this is our first chance to talk to you since nick saban uh retired uh i'd like to ask you about how he impacted your life uh with your decision to come to alabama and how you think he's going to enjoy being a broadcaster the guy who actually spreads the rat poison now (laughs) (laughs) oh man um yeah i think it's you know i think everybody was a little shocked um at first you know and I mean, it, I look back on it now, and I understand why he did. I mean, like to be 72 and the the new landscape of the NCAA just doesn't make sense to me. I'm sure it doesn't make sense to you either. Um, seems like you're kind of chasing your tail around a lot, so I, I won't go down that rabbit hole unless you guys want to. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, when I was 17, um, I'd committed Alabama, and I told some people this before um, the last couple weeks is that you know the one thing that stuck out to me and why I went there. You know, you look back at you know. 30 must be 31 in May, um, and, and the decision you make at 17 can help, you know, ultimately have the biggest factor on your life, and certainly did mine. Um, 
and I was having a lot of great offers come in and this, that, and the other. There's a lot of schools, and so I'll make it short. But uh, the reason why you know I chose Bama was, I think, ultimately because Nick never ever promised me anything, and I think that was the most genuine thing that he could have done um, in recruiting was. You know, didn't didn't hand me a, a national championship trophy and a sure we're going to win one of these. I'm going to start as a freshman. None of that. It was just I'm going to do everything I can to make you successful on and off the field. To give you every resource, every chance to prove yourself. Um, and then uh, obviously, you know, at 17, um, everything the flashy, you know, the flashy rings and all that sounds a lot better. But um, for whatever reason, it stuck with me. Um, and so that's kind of one of the lasting impacts he made on my life. And um, you know, he's been there. You know, every step of the way when we lost our daughter, he was the first one to message me and um, reach out to me, Miss Terry, and, and I just can't, you know, can't thank him enough because, you know, he ultimately changed the direction of my life. Um, and, and when I blew out my ACL and LCL my senior year, uh, he honored that scholarship, which he didn't have to do. Yeah. Have you had a chance to talk with him or text with him since he announced his retirement? I know you were busy at that time, too. You know, I've never, I've never had Nick's cell phone number. Uh, so... I, I knew that that was that's kind of one of the things that like they never they were never going to hand out his number. If you ever got a call from him, it was always unknown, you know. And I think that's probably for the best is that his phone number is not reaching out there. But um, I'm going to send him something nice. I mean, just uh, I mean, he doesn't need anything obviously for me. But, <laughs> um, you know, it just you know the impact he had on my life. You know, the things that you know he instilled in me at 17, and he really gave me a chance to grow as a player. Trusted me, my development. Um, and told me to come back for my fifth year, which I did, and ultimately led to my success. You know, now, so it's it's no, it means a lot to me. Um, this is a very awkward situation here. I have Nick Saban's cell phone number. I could share it with you if you would like. I'll, I don't know how to do this, but I find it weird that I have his number. And you well, don't. If, if you get it, Ryan, just make sure you tell him that Ryan Brown gave it to you. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, Ryan Brown is handing this out to anybody in Birmingham. Yeah. Hey, and, if, and, and then Brown in turn will will send out that you're looking to sell two Super Bowl tickets yeah. this Sunday. Yeah. I can't confirm that I have them or I do not have yeah. them. So. And, and by the way, with him saying that now live on the air, I will promise you that that number is going to be changed by the weekend. Oh, he's not going to answer it. <laughs> uh, and I would tell you, he can use something. If you saw his tee shot at the Pro-Am at the Waste Management on number 16 in the stadium hole, he needs a mid-range yeah. short game off the tee box right now. He shanked it to the right. So, uh, oh, man, that's, that's surprising because he is usually consistently straight. Uh, I can't figure a short game, but you know, uh, there was a group of four of us that played in one of the, in the, the A club outing after after we graduated, and you know Nick plays a hole with everybody. We get up there, all four of our tee shots. I mean, left, right, you know, in the water. We're all swinging for the fences, right? I mean, and Saban, he's got that mystique. We're a little nervous on the tee box. He gets up there, you know, whatever, 189, 100, 200 yards right down the middle. We're like, all right, well, I guess we're playing his ball. So then the next <laughs> shot comes. Same thing, left, right. We're deep over the green. He puts it to like you know five feet. He's like, he just looks at us with that that Nick kind of smirk, like, y'all still need me, don't you? You know, and it was it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, Ryan, we can't thank you enough for the time. It is always a pleasure talking with you, and uh, glad the family is doing well. All right, likewise, guys. You just have a great weekend. All right, buddy. You too. Take care. Enjoy the game. Ryan right. Kelly, uh, the Alabama great, now Indianapolis Colt great with us on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. Our friends at Urology Centers of Alabama bringing you the show today as well. UCA, 35 urologists on hand, 16 locations across the great state of Alabama. We all three will sit up here and tell you that uh, staying on top of your health, early detection is so important. So important. And that includes your urological needs from prostate health all the way to kidney stones. They'll take care of you with Urology Centers of Alabama. Go to the website, urologycentersalabama.com, urologycentersalabama.com to schedule an appointment. Not to be the um, the old man on the set again who said, man, do we always kick this thing off at 530 on Sunday? Right. I'll go this too. Uh, we're really paying $7 million for a 30-second commercial at a Super Bowl now? And it's I sold mean, out, by the way. And it's sold out. Sold out months ago. But $7 million for 30 seconds? I know I'm a horrible salesperson. But how do you get that back? So, su- supply and demand. I don't know if you do. Uh, I don't know how many commercials they run in-game from kick until uh, you know all zeros on the clock. Uh, but they're able to get this, and I mean, I don't know what's the viewership going to be. A hundred million, ten million, hundred ten million. It won't, yeah. be, it won't be a hundred and ten because I'm going to lose a stake. Oh, yeah. are you now? Yeah. Last year's Super Bowl was one hundred and fifteen point one million, and I was reading a, me- a media article today that said everything 
um, take Taylor Swift and any of that stuff out of it, every metric that they use to judge viewership from beginning of this season, every week, every window, every stream is up this year in the NFL, which means that basically there's no way they will not hit over 115.1, which was last year's Super Bowl, which was the most watched Super Bowl of all time. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty insane. Yeah. Like they're, they're not even talking about you know, it being 115.2. They're talking about this being a number that you know, I won't say they'll never break, because they may trend up and break it the very next year, but it's supposed to be a wow number, which is why nobody, everybody had no problem paying seven million dollars for a thirty-second commercial. Yeah, but what's a bag of Doritos? Four ninety-five for a big bag of Doritos? I don't know. I, my wife doesn't. No, I, bought, I bought a bag. I'll tell you. We were in Nolansville, Tennessee, Saturday night, and I went to get snacks. And yeah. the only thing close, everything shuts down like five o'clock there. The only thing close was one little gas station. And I went. The next thing I know, I had spent forty three dollars on snacks. Oh my gosh! And I'm like, you know, I could have gotten a whole grocery cart full, but there was no grocery store, so I was kind of cuffed. But I did get Doritos, but I didn't notice what they were. Uh, but five ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. five ninety nine here online at snacks.com. Wow, wow. winner up a dollar in just thirty I seconds. Know, there. It's inflation, Jim. Uh so five ninety five. Oh crap. Uh I was what'd you say, seven million? Yeah, seven million dollars for thirty seconds. Yeah, hey, as you do that, Brown, it is a perfect storm for the NFL because you've got what is considered the great organization right now in Kansas City with the greatest player on the planet, and it's a polarizing team. A lot of people like them. A lot mm. of people hate them. And then you've got San Francisco with a win on Sunday. They're going to tie both Pittsburgh and New England with the most Lombardi trophies. So you've got a great brand in San Francisco, and you have the Taylor Swift angle. And it's a real thing. I got a um, – and you guys have probably seen this. Taylor's boyfriend shirts are out all over the oh, yeah, place. Yeah. Well, one of our – I didn't send it to Scott. I should have. One of our viewers, uh, Kevin – um, sent me, he got his daughter got, or the parents and daughter got a Valentine's gift for her teacher and was giving it to her today because it is a 87 sweatshirt uh, with sort of the coloring of the, yep. of the chiefs that said karma is the guy or the boy or the man or whatever that plays on the chiefs is sort of script over the 87 and apparently her teacher's a big swifty so that's the gift that they got the, the teacher for, for Valentine's day. They it just arrived and I was like, wow, they've already got that gear out with, well, a, with well, the Lance's, Chiefs 87 Lance's on it? Lance's niece had that shirt on the other day yeah. when he was up here. Reed's daughter. Um, 1.17 million bags of Doritos you got to sell for a $7 million commercial to make it back dollar for dollar. Oh, wow. That's not that many, really. Yeah. By the way, happy not that many. 1.1 million well, how bags? Many, how many do you eat a, oh. a year, you think? Yeah, oh, that's, may, in our house, maybe five. That's a drop in the bucket, I think. Yeah, yeah I really? do too. Oh, yeah. I think that many. I Let's think see. three times that will be purchased this weekend. Just on Sunday. Yeah. Three million bags of Doritos. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, just I mean, if you eat, if you personally, your family eats twelve a year, that's one a month, which you probably do, or some form of that of the of the that brand of chips. I'm not a big Dorito guy though. I'm I like either. the uh, the flaming hot or whatever. I, I'm going to go totally redneck spicy. on you and uh, totally not Bammer Jim, but. The only time I like a Dorito is with uh, Mama Goldberg's. Mama with your Goldberg's, oh. where you throw them down and you put you put some cheap cheese Pepper. and jalapeno on oh, top put of that them. Pepper Jack on there. Oh it's my so God. God, it is so good. It's, it's, it's such a simple creation. It really is. It's, it is. it's like yeah, a couple of guys back there, sixteen year olds working after work, stoned as bats, and they're like, uh, "What do we got to work with? We got some craft singles." We got some Doritos. Oh, hell, what else we got? Oh, oh some jalapenos. Throw yeah. them together. Throw that together. Get some mayonnaise. We'll dip them in mayonnaise. Hey, but Cool Ranch will stink up a car and give Ooh. give you breath. Ooh. Hey, yeah. since you brought it up, though, my yeah. niece, uh, Haley, her birthday today. Emma's birthday yesterday. Remember, I, they're Irish twins. That's so right, born yes. 366 days apart, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, well, happy birthday to them. You got to get, get to work to have kids that close, yes, right? Yeah, you do. I, I noticed that, um, well, it's a tip of the cap to read then. Uh, I noticed that the uh, little one was sick yesterday on her eighth birthday. I didn't know they were back to back. So yeah, happy stomach, birthday stomach to them. Stomach bug, yep. Oh, they've got a stomach bug and, and Reed's here? Well, I mean, they apparently went around Rocky, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> Rocky so lives at a hospital. He's got no, a stomach I, virus at the house. I he's th- here on I, a Super Bowl I, I think, Sunday. I think, I think Haley's fine. Um, I think Emma had the stomach bug. Hey. I think the problem is I think every other person is sick in our world right now. Hey, by, 
literally by 12 o'clock, you'd be like, I know. Phew. I'm feeling a little off. Yeah. God, hey, stomach so bug off. is the thing that scares me the most, man. Yeah, it's, but the, thing, the good thing about a like stomach throw bug, up. the only good thing about the stomach bug is it's normally out in 24 hours. Yeah. And you lose weight. Zach says, congratulations on the sex president of Double Down Media. Wow. He's business manager. <laughs> and by business. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Our friends at Bud Light. <laughs> there he goes. There he goes. Quick shot. No, we missed him. We just missed him. He was behind the big wall there. Our friends at Bud Light bringing you to the show. By the way, you'll see the uh, Clydesdales uh, as part of the commercials this weekend. Lionel Messi doing a Michelob Ultra commercial. And for Uber Eats, one Jennifer Aniston uh, oh. on the Uber Eats commercials. This is some of the stuff you'll see this weekend. Did we get him that time? No, he ran through that time. Oh, he's... <laughs> Yeah, he, apparently he is uh, very fast as well. So it works out really good. Dude, Cam Newton. <laughs> These get-ups. He's on, uh, what is this, first take? Oh, yeah. he, on Good Morning Football yeah. earlier, he had a different hat on. Well, so he's he did. That's pretty yeah. mild for Like, him. if you threw him on a, on a horse between <laughs> Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> By the way, that looks like a... a <laughs> that horse rides? That looks like a modern remake of Yellowstone, what he's dressed like. <laughs> He's got flair. So he really had a different hat yeah, on today? he did. If it ever pops back up on Good Morning Football again, he had a different hat on over there. So flipping him around. He's, he's style, man. He's got it. All right. When we come back, uh, we'll take a break from the Super Bowl because we're going to get back to Furman with that at the top of the hour. Uh, I've, got, I've got some amazing numbers from the, the, the college football recruiting that just shows you SEC dominance. And then if you want to go financial – uh, some good SEC football numbers or just SEC numbers when it comes to the bank account from yesterday. We'll talk about that when we come back right here on TNR. Take the next round anywhere you go with official Next Round gear. Buy yours today at nextround.store. Legacy Credit Union has the ultimate game changer for your finances. With engaged checking, you can earn 3% APY on balances up to $15,000. You heard correctly, 3% APY. But it's not just about scoring with high yields. With engaged checking, you can get paid up to two days early. That means your paycheck, Social Security, tax refund, you name it, you get it early. So stop sitting on the sidelines and get in the game with engaged checking. Sign up today at LegacyCreditUnion.com or visit any nine Greater Birmingham area branches. APY is annual percentage yield. Terms and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. The next round is so much more than the show you get from 9 to 1 each day. So make sure to head to our official YouTube channel at Next Round Live and subscribe to get all of our latest content. We, of course, have plenty of specialty content and shorts based all around the sports in the heart of the SEC. But we also talk pro sports, gambling, lifestyle and entertainment, and so much more. It's the Next Round YouTube channel where you never know what you're going to find next. Subscribe now to see the latest content and get notifications when we go live. That's at Next Round Live on YouTube. Storm season is here. Make sure you have a plan of action in place right now. Greg from Pell City and Storm Restoration Roofing should be your first call when storms hit. Insurance companies love working with Storm Restoration Roofing because of Greg Nelson's name and reputation in the industry. When storms hit, call Greg Nelson. He's local. 205-542-3531. He's the home of the free no-cost roof inspection. Greg from Pell City on Facebook. 205 542 3531. It's Storm Restoration Roofing. Stop by the New York Butcher Shop and pick up the finest in certified Angus Prime Beef steaks and burgers, premium pork chops, ribs, and all-natural chicken cut to order just for you. Their chef-prepared entrees and side dishes are the perfect dinner-to-go choice for your family and are ready to heat at home. With a great selection of fine wines and desserts, the New York Butcher Shop is your one-stop dinner shop. Two locations to serve you, Cahaba Heights and on Highway 119 in Greystone, the New York Butcher Shop. Rare quality, well-done service. Want more of the show? Download the app or visit nextroundlive.com for the latest podcast. The Mystery Fifth Hour, our Not For All Ages podcast, the last call, and our entire Double Down Media podcast family. All at nextroundlive.com and on the Next Round app. If renting is putting a dent in your bank account, here's your sign from the universe that it's time to buy a new home. And who better to help you through the ins and outs of home buying than our friends at Mortgage Right? With Mortgage Right, you don't have to worry about becoming a short notice mortgage expert because they do all the heavy lifting for you. They're trusted mortgage professionals and they'll help you choose the right mortgage option and stand by your side every step of the way. Visit mortgageright.com slash TNR to buy before renting runs you dry. That's mortgageright.com slash TNR. NMLS 2239 equal housing Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. I mean, where else are the scenic views as good as your view of the game? 
Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Back with you on the next round. Some developing news in college football and then the stuff we were talking about before the break after I tell you about our friends at Precision Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Listen, a lot of ways you can tweak something as you get a little bit older, guys. We all know that, right? Maybe it's a golf swing gone wrong. Maybe it's um, running down the hallway, uh, trying not to make it on the camera back here, and you pull a hamstring or anything else. Maybe pickleball, just a workout in the gym, whatever's going on. You tweak something, whether it's a knee, a back, a shoulder. Our friends at Precision Sports Medicine and Orthopedic can get you back in your game, whether it's work or play. 205-512-3885, or precisionsportsortho.com slash 2024. Find your provider today, and again, sports medicine from Precision Sports Medicine will get you and your life back on track. The number 205-512-3885 or precisionsportsortho.com slash 2024. Earlier this week, at his National Signing Day um, news conference, Ohio State head coach Ryan Day uh, said he will not call plays this year. I will not call plays this year. I'm passing that along now, and I will not be a play caller. Well, we're going to put that to a test now. It's going to have fun. New coordinator uh, Pete Thamel reporting uh, that it is very close to a Dundale that Boston College is going to hire Bill O'Brien as the school's next head coach. As he says, a uh, deal is expected soon, so you'll see that announcement pretty soon. You know, it is interesting that Jeff Halfley leaves Boston College to become a coordinator with the Green Bay Packers, Mm -hmm. and now Bill O'Brien, who is a coordinator at... Was it? Ohio State. New England, then Ohio State. Yeah, but I'm saying one of the top three or four college football programs right now, and now he takes the BC job. BC job seems impossible to me. We don't know the future of the ACC, um, they haven't had success even when it was on stable ground. Really, their last success, correct me if I'm wrong, was Jeff Jagodzinski, who they fired because he interviewed for an NFL job, right? Yeah, in 2007, I think, was the year that Matt Ryan and Jagodzinski had them up to number two in the poll. Yeah, that was the, the last great Boston College team. In my head, I think 24 and 15 was too many wins. I don't think Bill O'Brien was there that long, but was he... Was he like 17 and 14 at Penn State in the no, rebuild? He was better than that. Yeah, he was pretty good at Penn State. If he does those numbers at Boston College, oh, if he, just, if, he just, if he just matches Penn State numbers at Boston College, could you see him getting into a better Big Ten and or I doubt SEC, but a Big Ten SEC type job? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I think that may be why. But it's just weird because Bill O'Brien, I associate him more with the NFL. I do too. And you would think with a lot of coaches taking a bigger look at the NFL based on NIL and Transfer Portal, that Bill O'Brien wouldn't want to get back as a head coach. Like, I think he would have more success being the offensive coordinator of Ohio State and then calling his shot again with the NFL. I mean, he he won the South four times. In uh, Houston, one of the AFC South. Did have an elite quarterback, though, right? Uh, Yeah, but but until he became the also general manager, his NFL head coaching was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Now, I'll tell you where it started. He never recovered from that collapse at Kansas City uh, because he got fired basically midseason the next year. Yeah. That collapse at Kansas City was the end for him. I mean, they were up. Lance, do you remember? Was it 24 to nothing they were up in Kansas City? It was 24 to nothing, and they decided to do a fake punt. Yeah. And. After that fake punt, it Snowball. completely blew yeah, up. Yeah, but it just could they melted. Fifteen and nine, by the way, at Penn State to answer your question, Jim. 15 you weren't far off. Fifteen yeah. and nine, yeah. We were uh ten and six in conference. That's pretty amazing, really. We were on one of our, our national championship playoff trips when that Texan chief came fell apart, were we I not? I thought I remember watching that at home. That was twenty nineteen. I was at a Globetrotters no, no, game yeah. on Sanford's campus with Little Man. Yeah, you're right. That's 20, random. <laughs> 2019, we were at home. That was yeah, uh, the Joe Burrow LSU. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that at home, and that was just a complete meltdown. And he never recovered. Okay, here, uh, here. This is just the national signing day. Just some numbers I have for you here. I told you Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Miami, Ohio State, top five. Auburn was ten. The SEC had 13 of the top 25 teams in recruiting on the 24/7 composite. 13 of the top 25. The Big Ten had seven of the top 25. So that's 20 of the top 25 in those two conferences. The ACC had three. The Big 12 had one. And then there's Notre Dame ninth. 
So those are your those are the conference breakdown. The ACC, by the way, did really well. They're all they're all pretty high: Miami, Clemson, and Florida State. But the rest of the league, not in the top twenty-five. The Big Twelve just had one that was Texas Tech at twenty-four. Wow. Okay. Now the SEC thirteen of now I'm counting Texas and Oklahoma in this now because they're coming into the league. Um, so sixteen teams, thirteen of the top twenty-five. Mississippi State just missed the top twenty-five at twenty-eight. Arkansas is at 31, and then that leaves just Vandy, who is 41. So the whole league's in the top 41. Um, just amazing numbers. 32 five-stars, 21 of the 32 in the SEC, five in the Big Ten. Now that changes now to 20 in the SEC and six to the Big Ten when you put Julian Sand on the Ohio State roster. Three in the ACC, two in the Big 12, one at Notre Dame. So the talent uh, continues to pour into the Southeastern Conference more than any other league combined, really. I would like to know, um, I mean, I don't know how I'd word this, but the, I guess the percentage of those players that signed with SEC schools that were in the SEC states. See what I'm saying? Yes. I, I don't know what you would guess the percentage of those five stars that were from SEC states. So if I just pull out the T-shirt... Uh, y- y'all can have the rest T-shirt, That's right. and we yeah. just use that map. Yeah, oh, Ooh. it's it's eighty five ninety. It feels like eighty five or ninety. I mean, because outside of California, because we're including now that you've Texas. got Texas, yeah, yeah. you got two teams in Texas now. So yeah. I mean, I, that to me, so that's the advantage the SEC is always going to have. I don't, I don't know that that's ever going to change. In fact, I think it's only going to get more of an advantage. Virginia and up the Atlantic coast is starting to give you a little sneaky good, some five stars you up there. You can occasionally get a player or two out of Maryland. Maryland's yeah. produced some guys. I mean, Tyler Booker, our buddy Tyler Booker's from Connecticut. Now, he yeah. played at IMG, but he's from Connecticut. Mika Fitzpatrick's a, a Jersey guy, I believe. Yeah, so, I mean, you can occasionally get them. But if I just recruited the SEC footprint, I could build a national champion every year. Yeah, if that's the only, I never even left the South. Yeah. By the way, Georgia's the highest ranked SEC. Of course, Bama's two. Oregon's the highest rated Big Ten at number three. Ohio State is five. Miami's the highest rated ACC at four. And and I said Texas Tech's the highest. Boy, Cristobal better start winning some games. He does. He's got to. (laughs) Yeah, but this goes back to Oregon. Like we heard the same things with Cristobal at Oregon. Yeah. You know, no, 100%. Yeah. I mean, he could recruit there too, right? He won more there, but he could recruit there just like he is in Miami. I, I, I wonder, look, and I know he's a South Beach guy and he's got a ton of ties down there, but you wonder in retrospect if he would have rather stayed in Eugene. Yeah, I really don't know what the deal was that... It's just such a better job than Miami yeah, right now. Not even close. Especially now that they're in the Big Ten, Lance. Yeah. I mean, like he'd be Big Ten Oregon coach. That's right. If he had stayed. Yeah, and everybody talks about this uh, connection he's got with the big collective guy down there and the relationship they've got. What's it done for you? Well, the collective at Oregon is, I mean, from what you hear, is pretty good. Undefeated right now, it seems like. Uh, Off the field, not on the field. Oh, by the way, the SEC fiscal year closed, Brown. $51.3 million per team was the check this past year. I had an idea. Yeah. that they're making next round money now in the well, SEC. I mean, yes, they are. But I had eight hundred and fifty-three million dollars was the was the revenue. So roughly, if you just shaved off seventy grand per school and put it in a pool, and it would be even less now with the more teams coming in. Of course, those numbers would go up, but that's a million dollars. And if you just said everybody that attends an SEC football game is in a drawing or a basketball game for a million dollars, what would your attendance be like? Like all you got to do is go to a game and you're in the drawing. And somebody's going to win a million dollars. One time at the end of the year? Yeah, one time end of the year. We're just every school's going to throw 70 grand in the pot. They, they won't miss 70 grand. Maybe. And we're going to give a million dollars to one person that was at an SEC game. Really, they could do it a million dollars a weekend. Oh, that, good. That's a lot of money. I don't know what the overall attendance is. I mean, that's. It would grow. But that is going to be uh, lottery like. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it is a lottery. That's yeah, a lottery. But I'm just saying. I mean, your chance is one and... Oh, yeah. But, I mean, crap, I go to a football game. Best case scenario, I'll work and uh, win a million dollars. Worst case scenario, I took my family to a football It'd game. It'd be but. a neat little thing, but do you think that would be the difference in you deciding to drive to Coleman Coliseum on a Tuesday night? Yeah, but just just think of what it would do, to your point, if you did carry it past football and men's basketball, and now we get to baseball, softball, track, yeah. whatever else is going on, 
that those those lottery weekends would be a little bit better. Even more, the way we do the pick three, the more games you go to, the more chances you have winning, yes, right? <laughs> like if you if you buy Alabama season tickets, well, guess what? Another ball in the bucket, baby. <laughs> right. Another ball in the bucket. Todd Furman joins us from way out in Las Vegas, home of the Super Bowl this year. Uh, before LT tells us about Odie's, just a little history. Um, Six years ago, Las Vegas was the only legal place you could bet on the Super Bowl. Just six years ago. Wow, that is crazy. Now we're in 38 states. And apps, well, those have to be in legal states, but still, yeah. It it is embarrassing that Alabama has not gotten on board with this. We will be the last, by the way. We are so, I love our state. We are so archaic, though. We will be the last to jump on board of this billion-dollar industry. And everybody out there watching will have some sort of wager on this game. And then there is the fact that and you remember it in the news headlines. I can't remember what year it was, but the NFL turned down. Uh, they, Las Vegas had paid for a thirty-minute, uh, thirty-second commercial in the Super Bowl promoting Las Vegas. Yeah, just tourism, tourism. Yeah. And the NFL said, "No, we cannot run that during the Super Bowl." Right. Now they're hosting the Super Bowl. It's this been a weekend. heck of a turn. Now they're hosting it. They, Tell us about our friends at yeah. Odie's. And trust me, if that would have been a capital M million instead of billion, <laughs> we would not be having the Super Bowl in Las Vegas this week. It's all about the cash. And I disagree, Leaf Blower. Utah will not be the last. They made, um, what was the year, 2000 for the Winter Olympics? They made a lot of amendments on some of their laws just to get that the ah, IOC to come into Salt Lake. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I think uh, Utah will go before Alabama, unfortunately. Who am I telling us about? Odie's. Odie's, yeah. So live music here this weekend, Friday and Saturday night. Both locations, the original in Crestline, the newest location right there in Homewood, Edgewood, the corner of Oxmoor and Broadway. Stop in, see Will Haver and that great staff at both locations. Enjoy incredible food. From Rodney Davis, award-winning wings. Try that chili. You're going to absolutely love it ice cold beer buckets full of the bud light stop into one of those two locations this weekend of Odie's tavern never miss anything auburn watch village vice at wardam pods on youtube and listen wherever you get your podcasts